0: Welcome to Freedom From Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love, with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening.
1: My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself. Thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey, hey, hey. Back with another episode of Freedom from Attachment. Yeah, I don't have a really deep voice, do I? No. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. So anyway, does it matter. Not really. Okay. It's just one of those little tangents I go on. Um, I was looking up cruise ships because I keep getting cruise ship ads in any of my social media uh platforms and because <laughs> my husband would love for me to go on a cruise ship and I'm just like nope in fact I think I was on Instagram a couple weeks ago and somebody had posted like um this ship and it was in rough seas and you just see people flying all over and furniture flying all over and I'm just like nope 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 <laughs> nope so because I was seeing something I'm getting these ads like uh from San Diego to Tahiti. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that means you got to be out on the ocean, like ocean away from shore, ocean where you could get into a storm and that could be pretty freaking hellacious. And I'm reading how you should have a room below water level because that's the most stable. I'm just like, nope, nope, fuck no, excuse me. Anyway, (laughs) like, ah, Tracy, you are an avoidant. Not really, but I do still avoid certain things that do not sound like fun to me. Okay, no matter what. And I've had so many people try to talk me into it, so no worries. We are talking about avoidance do have feelings and other fallacies because, or I should say, yeah, wait a minute, I don't think I said that right. Avoidance don't have feelings and other fallacies. That's what it should say. Okay, good God, (laughs) but they do have feelings. Avoidance have feelings. Yeah. They may not be feelings like if you are the recipient of the connection or what seems like a disconnection, I should say, to an avoidant in your life. Okay. Most of us who have been, like for me being an anxious avoidant, I would be with somebody who's more avoidant. I would absolutely have to say that there were times where I thought this person doesn't have any feelings. What's wrong with this person? But I wasn't looking at myself at the time. You know, this is before I was doing this work. So, Avoidance. So let's just start with those of you who use acting nice, mm-hmm. not necessarily people pleasing, although that can be part of the mix, but I call it acting like you're nice as in pretend empathy. You have no empathy for yourself, so you really don't have it for others. Not that you're a sociopath, but it's that true empathy, that true feeling of anything like anything okay and what I mean by that is a lot of times avoidance are trying to obviously avoid their feelings that's where the word avoidant comes from but it's avoidant of feeling real feelings versus reactions to things right so empathy in a sense is a reaction to something so regardless people that are avoidant tend to just shove their feelings down since childhood because it was safer and therefore acting nice is the pleasant thing to do. And it creates a wall between them and other people. So most people, you know, they think, okay, most people are okay if I'm nice. Right. And even though it's a personal cost to an avoidant a lot of the time to do that because they may not speak up and say what they really mean, especially if they don't have control over what happens next. And therefore they may just shut down and this again is all conditioning all conditioning okay and so somebody who's acting nice and seems very affable you know you're like okay this person's friendly and all those things right and you're like wow meanwhile this person has been practicing this since childhood doesn't know that they're stuck in a pattern of behavior until someone says, hey, you might be an avoidant. Anyways, you're like this until someone triggers you. And then when you're triggered, uh, for many of you, you go into cold intellectualism, right? Or behavior of some sort that's meant to push others away. So your walls get wider and they get taller until you can't feel the feelings at all anymore. Avoidance aren't assholes. They're just afraid of their non-intellectualized, controlled feelings. They have a freakish grip on it because as a kid, these feelings did not serve them to survive. It's all about your childhood survival. You know, this isn't about, oh, I'm just going to be an asshole and I've got nothing better to do to, you know, avoid getting closer to you or avoid committing or avoid... I avoid because I don't want to feel anything that I can't handle. I avoid because I don't want to deal with those feelings. I prefer my intellect because if I can just live in my intellect and decide how the world looks in my place in it, I feel that feels better because I'm numb and numb is better, which is sad because numb also becomes empty and lonely and numb becomes depression and anxiety. Yeah, it does. So. As an avoidant, you may want all the things when it comes to love and feeling successful, but until you start feeling things without control or life—excuse me intellectualizing your own feelings, you're stuck. You know, those of you that tend to not even get involved in relationships because it just seems like too much trouble, it's too scary, you might end up with the wrong person, and being trapped in that is a scary-ass thing, right? And so those of you also who are out there trying to change an avoidant or rescue them from themselves, you can just stop and look in the mirror. Yep, 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 yep. I used to be one of those people, so I can relate to this, right? Why would you have signed up to be validated in the most impossible way? Well, it's because your child is repeating itself. You want validation for being a good person. You want to act out a belief that, you know, love is hard work and therefore you're working super hard and therefore you chose someone who is avoidant. And the more avoidant they are, the harder you are going to work because it's related to how you believe love is not easy. Love just shouldn't just flow. You think that there's all sorts of strings attached or obstacles to it and therefore you're playing that role too because I often get emails from people who think that they uh, have a different attachment style that means they're the more normal one and the avoidant is just this caricature of a human being which is not true but that's what we often do it's like we kind of point the finger at them that's not really fair to the avoidant you know the avoidant is doing the best they can based on what they have to work with i mean I used to think that I was all of these things, but I was not somebody who was willing to go deep because that scared the shit out of me because I didn't want anybody else controlling me. And then when I get attached, right, and then I'd be anxious and then I'd be the one trying to fix the other person and saying I was secure. (laughs) That is so funny. It's like a joke. I could be a stand up comedian with that. So even though you're probably not laughing anyway. So what am I talking about? Well, I attract a lot of avoidance and anxious avoidance to my work. I am sure you probably fall into one of those categories. I do attract people that are anxious, but I tend to find the people that are attracted to my work, even though they may say, I'm an anxious, I'm an anxious, they have avoidant tendencies. So avoidance can see themselves in a way that says, I've been single 20 years with some dramatic relationships in there or none at all. And they made me married for a long period of time. And the thing is, is that there's all sorts of excuses that they have about getting close to someone. And even when, let's say they have a night or five minutes of letting their shield down, it can be very scary because now you feel like you've given someone else power that they can use against you. It's not true, but it's your perception of it because, hey, guess what that happened when you were a kid? And so those who are attached to an avoidant or an anxious avoidant, one telltale sign, by the way, that you are an anxious avoidant is you're pissed off that you're in this position. That's always how you can tell. It's like, I really don't want to be attached to this person. I really am sick of this shit. Oh, you're um, anxious avoidant. Okay. That is the anxious avoidant M.O. So I've been there, done that. All right. And it's not your fault. Again, it's, it's just not. It's just it was a survival mechanism in childhood to handle feelings that probably felt too big. I was a member of the Shove the Feelings Down Club, too. And though I was anxious at times and depressed, uh, even outside of relationships, even though I tried to avoid that, too, and the only safe place was home where I could recharge. I get a lot of people who are like, you yeah, always feel good when I go home. Of course you do because you have complete and total control over your domain, unless you share it with another person, and then that could be a whole other story. But everything is based on avoiding pain, so avoidance are in a quandary when they want to fall in love, since feelings are part of that. Unfortunately, people, they are. You cannot have romance and love in your head. It doesn't really work. So why does this matter? i got three reasons. So. Avoidance having feelings is a thing, and if they ever want to get out of the loop of shoving feelings down and only living with mediocre feelings of happiness or none at all, then it matters. Yeah, mediocre feelings of happiness, you know, like where you temporarily feel like, oh, this is fun, and then you think, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? Yeah, I'm talking about that. Or... You Nothing seems to be wrong, right? Like, you've got all the problems solved because most avoidants are solution-oriented people. They're just always trying to solve all the fucking problems. And then they get involved in it, and that's your whole focus, and you wake up every day doing that. Some people can make a great living at that, right? There's certain, uh, I would say, professions that absolutely are problem-solving from the Mm get-go. I don't need to name those professions, but we know they exist. And... The issue is you solve all those problems and then you feel like what? Oh, God, I got to find something. You might feel a little anxious. Why am I anxious? I don't understand why I'm anxious. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. So another one. People who are with avoidance, it's an opportunity for you to stop strategizing how to get an avoidant. To do what you want or what you think they should do for themselves and instead focus on your own shit. Securely attached people do not spend their time in this sort of drama it's not interesting to them no it's not i can tell you looking back and looking forward like let's say that my husband got hit by a bus which he will not get hit by a bus dave is way too cautious to ever get hit by a bus but he got hit by a bus i would never even find this attractive again i just it's just like oh god no not like i'm gonna throw up i'm having a reaction to it but just it's just not interesting. There's just nothing interesting about it to me. I don't need the intensity. I don't need that drama. But I had drama as a kid. We all did. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast, you had drama as a kid. And therefore, being an avoidant and somebody who's, let's say, anxious avoidant or more anxious than that avoidant, we get stuck in these loops of drama because, hell, we didn't have consistency as a kid where It felt like, oh, I can just relax and chill and be myself. Every time I felt that, then something would happen and I'd be like, okay, I must have missed this note on this was the wrong thing for me to do or I needed to be paying attention to what my mother wanted from me or whatever. Just always something would come up and I would never, ever feel okay. So avoidance, this is the third one, why this matters. Avoidants who want to experience real love and bond have an opportunity to do it, but will usually intellectualize or believe they will figure it out themselves. Good luck. But seriously, it's one of the most difficult things to do on your own is to stop these fucking patterns and shift your beliefs to be able to live like you believe others live in healthy, happy relationships. These aren't perfect people, by the way. And avoidance will usually try to only get into something that seems perfect and will dig a hole to the center of the earth to get out of something that's not perfect and therefore misses the opportunities right and then has a long list of missed opportunities oh should have gone out with her i should have stayed with him right and then maybe you contact that person right and then you fall right back into the same 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 dynamic and then what right so it sounds always good to avoid it like in your head Oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in 10 years. wonder what she's doing and to contact them. And then you realize they're a real person. But that's not what you actually realize. What you realize is you start to feel uncomfortable feelings that cause you to want to just run and hide, okay? So, oh my gosh, I've been doing this work for so many years, right? And I, I'm telling you, like, when you get past this shit, you really can and will find you've had a spiritual awakening. You will feel like you have because... You have cleared this whole part of your life that has been a focus or something you've been running from for years out. It will be gone. It will be erased. Okay. And then you're like, oh my God, I feel a sense of connection spiritually that I never ever could before because all my shit would get in the way of it. I totally understand what it means to be not attached Oh my God. I'm not kidding. Like literally this can blow the doors off your spiritual life. So let me give you some real life examples. I have three. You're an avoidant, but you think you're anxious because you fear leaving, but you also cannot allow yourself to get too close to your partner. So you may sleep in separate bedrooms. You shove your feelings down. So you're amiable and never address anything. It's better than having to go out there and date again. This, by the way, doesn't remain static. Your partner gives you grief. You keep trying to shove your feelings down, and one day you explode. Collateral damage is everywhere, of course. And then you want to put all your stuff back inside of you so that you don't feel bad, so that you have control back in your pocket. Because if you explode, then that means that someone else might actually be in charge and not you, which means in charge of your emotions, which is why being with an avoidant can feel very codependent unfortunately with insecure attachment there's a lot of codependency and it's just again what we've been attuned to you didn't do this on purpose you just nobody did who would why would you right okay your partner this is number two your partner says something to you about them being upset you go into psychiatrist mode you're coldly intellectualizing them trying to keep your emotions locked up it doesn't bring you closer and it puts you further away where you start to think you'd rather be alone. Your partner is also tired of the same game, but they're attached. So this whole thing continues and you just stay stuck in the same bullshit day after day. And maybe your partner goes to therapy and says, yeah, my avoidance spouse or my avoidant partner won't go. And then that partner, of course, has got the therapist on their side and then the avoidant comes in. And, you know, depending on, I'm not, nailing therapists on this but depending on the therapist you never know just like in any industry who you're going to get and if they're going to side with the uh the one who is less avoidant i've seen it happen i've heard it happen and i don't like that game because what you don't want to do with therapy or any therapeutic situation is victimize yourself you will not solve the problem oh they're the bad guy I'm the good one. No, you never solve your problem. You are attached to how somebody else is instead of taking care of yourself. It is a big deal if you ever want inner peace. It is a big deal if you want to feel a sense of well-being. It is not up to another person. It's up to you. Just as a, that's a little side note, but I've just been doing this for so long and sometimes people get, Annoyed that I say that because they don't want that to be true. They want to feel vindicated that finally someone else sees what they're seeing in the other person because they're not looking at themselves, because you don't value yourself enough to look at yourself. We're not taught to. Again, another thing we're not taught to do, right? So this isn't like I I want to beat anybody up because I don't, because all of these patterns are learned. You learn them and you didn't consciously know you were learning them. So Nobody is really at fault. It's to then be responsible for what is happening and decide, is this what I want? And if somebody's not on board with you, then it's to look at, okay, maybe I need to leave the relationship. Okay. So the third one is example, you date, you're an avoidant. And so you meet someone, you like them, but then you feel that creeping responsibility for how they feel. You start thinking, oh my God, they're this or they're that. And you start to build a case against them. You've got a story going on. They start to feel heavy to you, like you owe them something. It reminds you of childhood. You don't know that you like them. You might have liked them, but now you don't know. It's not really fun, no matter what they do or say. Like, literally, they could be performing, and all you're thinking is, I feel like I'm in a prison. So you want to escape. And that's the deal. Oh, yes. I have worked with people in all these scenarios, or been in this scenario. And I will tell you, insecure attachment, man, is just a bitch. And again, it's not anybody's fault. So no matter what style you have, try to remember that. Because it doesn't help you to feel like you're victimized by any of it. It really doesn't. All it does, is I think it prolongs your pain and it keeps you attracting the same kind of people a lot of the time um, because you're not practicing self-awareness so how are you going to attract somebody who has self-awareness right it kind of goes hand in hand like somebody with self-awareness isn't going to stay with somebody who doesn't have self-awareness like if you start having it and your partner doesn't you know you're either going to outgrow the relationship or they're going to get on board because they're watching you become happier they're watching you change and they're thinking. Oh, shit, I want some of that. Okay? Not because you're telling them, not because you're forcing them. So what is the lesson here and what you can do to start is what? Have awareness. Yeah. It's always the first step. The second step, I'd say work with me, but people that are avoidants um, are not people I'm here to convince. And there's no way that I would ever try to convince an avoidant because I only find in the work I do that people that are avoidant that actually show up to do the work are at a point of ready to eat dirt. They cannot stand what place they're in anymore. And they're just like, okay, I clearly can't do this on my own. And even then, they may show up and say, yeah, I'm ready, and then disappear. And I'm just characterizing. (laughs) I'm characterizing how I used to be, okay, So, and, and people I meet, and i that's why I don't mean any grief to anybody, because I've been there, so yeah, but I've been doing this also for so many years, and had so many people come through my doors, that it's just the way it is, and it's understandable, because you, as an avoidant, think you can handle it on your own, I'll figure it out, I'm smart enough, I know. But anybody who's interested in actually taking the next steps to get past their avoidant tendencies, then you can email happiness at tracycrossley.com dot com and we will respond and please respond to us, even if it's, you know, after you you tell us where you're at and you can't stand it anymore and you want to do something and then, you know, we write to you and you go, oh, shit, I don't know if I want to commit to even having a discovery call. Just let us know that you changed your mind or whatever. It's totally fine. So happiness at tracycrossley.com. And (laughs) I'm not sure if there's a commercial here. I don't know if we've had time to put a commercial in. I don't know when I'm recording this. But if I didn't, I have a store. So what I've decided to do is take all of my insecure attachment stuff and stick it in a digital store. Making digital products. Some of them have already been in there. Like the... A uh, thirty-day emotional cleanse, and or whatever it's called, we've renamed it fifty-two different times. The one that sells for three ninety-five, that one, yeah, that one in there, and the drama triangle. I think that's forty-nine dollars, and then the manifest your honey bun, which is twenty-nine, and then I also have build your empire, which is what I taught to coaches when they were first starting out on how to basically build a business from scratch. And I think there is a couple other ones in there. Say, guess what? We are selling access to it for $397 for a whole year, like a whole year. So not only do you get the, the product that was $395, it comes out to like $5,500 worth of product, which is pretty fucking amazing, right? I think so, too. So if you're interested, you can email happiness at tracycrossley.com and we'll give you the link because I don't have the link right now. So, what can you do as an avoidant? Well, you can keep listening to these podcast episodes for sure if, you know, you have no not if you're not there yet, right? If you're not even there yet to take a step on your own, just keep listening to the podcast. I have a ton of avoidant episodes if you haven't already, you know, looked through them. I have over 700 episodes and a lot of them have to do with being an avoidant. So, as an avoidant, it's to take a baby step, do something uncomfortable and feel it, meaning something small that makes you feel vulnerable and check your feelings. Like stay five minutes longer in a relationship where you want to run. Stay five minutes longer and go, what am I actually afraid of? What is the story I'm actually creating? Is that story actually real? Okay, uh, if you're shutting down to the other person, what if I stay open five minutes longer? What's going to happen to me? Will anything change? That's what you got to look at. So there's many steps you can take, but just start there, okay? Whether you call us or not, like I said, listen to the podcast because there's plenty of episodes. Universal truth. You have the right to stay in avoidant in pain in your prison that looks nice and clean, but is really empty or devoid of connection. Or take a step to change it. What did we talk about today? Avoidance. So <laughs> all right, now we have three episodes. There, there's, like I said, there's so many more avoidant episodes, but I'm just giving you three right now. Number 482, Journey of Attachment, The Self-Disciplined Avoidant. Uh, number 509, Journey of Attachment, The Frustrating Struggle of Avoidance. And number 331, Journey of Attachment, How avoidance Try to Avoid Pain. Go to my website. I think it's just uh, tracycrossley.com backslash podcast. I think that's what the link is. There is a search bar. Use the keyword avoidant, I think that would work uh, and pop that right in there and it should populate with other episodes that are all about avoidant people. Okay. All right, you guys, you take care and I will see you next
0: time. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit TracyCrossley.com.